Well, the duo's here. To go with the pickums, it will be a Bill Belichick special episode. So I think we ought to start the review of the six games last weekend. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, here on the Gridiron Gurus, we take uh, the wild card weekend very seriously. Even though, ever since they added a seventh team to the playoffs in the last, uh, when did they do that? 2019 or something? 2021? The extra wild card team? It's been a few years uh-huh. now. Yeah, I have something uh, about that. that oh, I good. I have something to talk about with seven seeds. Got this you. Be- absolutely. And, you know, ever since they introduced it, I, I know leading up to it, uh, the seven seeds have been absolutely terrible against the number two seeds. Um, but uh, a little bit of the changing of the guards this season. Um, and, you know, a lot of the games were blowouts, unfortunately, uh, with one, I think, being decided by one possession. Um, which was, I think, uh, going into it, I think a lot of people predicted uh, this was going to be the game of the weekend. And it uh, definitely lived up to the hype. Not as high scoring, but still had some exciting plays and some good good football pretty much throughout. So, um, uh, for, uh, VT, if you want to take us into uh, the first game, uh, what, do we, what do we have? No, I want to talk about reviews of the last six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's start with the first game. that Browns-Texans. Depressing. From maybe awesome... Back and forth to destroying 45 14 out of 10. Um, so did you, did yeah, you see you, my camera? Yeah, I can see your camera. The podcast people can't see your camera, so they won't get I'll give it a zero, people. It was I'm a sorry. zero out of 10. And so a final rating of zero out of 10. Um, Am I an asshole? Because a little bit. It was, it was not a great game, but I don't think it was a zero is like worst thing you've ever seen impossible to watch i would rate this game more of like a four out of ten um cj stroud i mean one point difference and that gets you a four out of ten yeah well you know it's not so much about the score and like it being exciting but if you're a texans fan i bet you would give this like a nine out of ten um because it was uh, (laughs) pretty much a a dominant win throughout the entire times phantom or not you don't want snooze fest unless it's like really satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, l- looking at the box score real quick, uh, CJ Stroud was the real star of the game. 274 yards with three touchdowns thrown, no interceptions. Uh, they couldn't get the ground game going too much, but what sticks out is actually um, through the ground game is that Damian Pierce had like no carries whatsoever. So that backfield uh, stats I'm looking at three carries, no yards, no catches, you know, to get off topic, he was like top 40 in fantasy. Like everyone thought he was going to be the next great. Yeah. That worked out real well, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it's crazy that Devin Singletary came along and pretty much stole that role from him. And, Hello, uh, Terry. I think I'm going to have to boldly say it. A couple months in free agency. You know, there's a big free agent by the name of uh, Saquon Rasul Cuevas Barkley. Uh-huh. Stroud Barkley Collins. I'd do it. I like it. I like it. But uh, I mean, I guess the real um, the real story here was not the not the offensive side of the ball for Houston, but the defensive side uh, as they got two pick sixes and uh, two consecutive drives against uh, Joe Flacco and the Browns. Uh, Flacco, a game he wanted to forget about, um, uh, threw for 307 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions, both returned for touchdowns. Uh, but he was getting hit a lot, too, and they couldn't get the run game going, um, either Jerome Ford or Kareem Hunt. So uh, the I defense guess, uh, like the Taurus, it couldn't run. It couldn't escape. There was no fusion. Oh, God, the Ford. Yeah, 
It's good. It, well, you don't like it? It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just it was more just uh, uh, a lot of people expected big things from Cleveland defense, but you know, um, getting thirty-one offensive points scored against them was not ideal. So um, yeah, I mean, a big step back for Cleveland. Back to the drawing board. You got Deshaun Watson as your guy going into the season next year, and uh, he should be healthy and. If they want to return back to the playoffs, he's going to have to be a lot better this year than he was uh, next year. Well, all than he was you this had year. to do was uh, not give him that contract or your future. It's messed up, but good I'm win, doing, good win uh, for the Texans. I'm, yeah, I'm doing the Vince McMahon. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. All you had to do was not give up your future and everything for the overrated, not. The problematic part aside, kind of overrated, yeah. and you'd be safe for life. Dolphins, Chiefs, yeah, no wonder the fuck Dana White's ended up a snooze fest. One out of ten. 26-7, might I add. I'm surprised you didn't give it a zero just for being on Peacock. Just the fact that it was... You know what I think about? Yeah, zero out of ten. Actually, no, negative out of ten, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Can we go negative? I think we can. Thank um, you. But you're right, 26-7, to 7, Kansas City in one of the, uh, I guess, coldest games of uh, the season. Maybe the coldest game of the season. Um, I guess ten players had to be tested for hypothermia uh, after the game, which is pretty this crazy. This is why there's such thing as heavy bundling, people. But you can tell, like, when these, like, nobody wanted to get thrown to the ground that game. Um, it looked very painful falling on that grass because it looked like concrete um, and just like players were just not moving as fast as they wanted to. So uh, Kansas City got it done 26 to seven um, outside of a deep ball from Tua to Tyreek Hill. That was really underthrown and Tyreek had to adjust and break out. Uh, the offense had no answer for the Kansas City defense. Uh, it seems like the defense of Kansas City has been the only thing keeping um, Kansas City alive because the offense is still not really that great. It seemed like they were picking up a lot of first downs, like crucial third da- uh, first downs. Like it would just be like third and like eight, and Kansas City would pick it up, and it was just like uh, it was like clockwork. So the the Miami defense definitely didn't show up in Kansas City, uh, but neither did the offense. And uh, looking at the stats really quickly at the box score. Uh, Patty, Patty Mahomes, 262 yards with one touchdown. Not like earth-shattering stats. Well, sometimes but you don't have to be. When you are when you dominate, you don't have to be. That's true, and it seemed like he, he had a clean pocket the entire game, and he wasn't really um, under pressure a lot of the time. So, <coughs> Excuse me. Oh. Oh. I'm like choking on my spit. Uh, but Rashi Rice seemed to have his breakout game, 130 yards, eight catches, and a touchdown. I think he had a second touchdown taken away uh, for a flag, too. So he was really going off. He was really having his way. And Kelsey, seven catches for 70 yards. That's pretty good, too. So um, Mrs. Kelsey Mrs. Kelsey must be really happy up in the stands. Uh, she was doing the wave. She was doing the dances with Brittany Mahomes. Everyone seemed to be really happy. So uh, good for Kansas City and they got a tough task uh, next week. We'll get into that. It was seven catches, 71 yards, actually. Oh, thank you. I, 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 I round. I, I, I have to be that guy. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm around. I like to round up or down a lot of times. Uh, good luck telling that to the internet. That's, I'm not telling oh, the internet. Oh, my telling God. You. Packers, Cowboys. Yikes. Third point deficit, zero out of 10. Romeo Dobbs, of all people, played well. 
Deron Bland, more like destroyed in Bland coverage, you could say. Yeah. Jordan Love playing with indoor league supporting cast is putting up MVP numbers, 48-32. Another 0 out of 10. Actually, three zero out of 10s. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you don't like blowouts, clearly. Uh, but at the end of the game... Dude, this... who likes blowouts? Seriously. The fans of the team blowing out, most likely. That's Unless it's like a really satisfying comeuppance, you got what you deserved. Mm -hmm. then no, it's not good. Yeah, so Green Bay went into Dallas 48-32. to They ended up winning. Uh, I think they were up 27 nothing or 27-3 going into halftime. Um, but it was just a beatdown. I mean, Dallas defense had absolutely no answer for the Green Bay offense. And, and they frankly, just... they never did. It's literally just stereotypical, play bad teams, good to great offenses, rarely, if ever. Yeah, and, you know, you really have to tip your cap to Jordan Love. Um, had a really flawless game with no mistakes. Uh, to only He only threw for 272 Five yards. Huh? Five incompletions. Five incomplete. Five incompletions. Very impressive. And uh, three touchdowns. Didn't put the ball on the ground. Had a great 157 uh, QB rating. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a really impressive performance. And uh, uh, obviously, his running back, George, uh, Aaron Jones, ran unbelievably well. Um, 21 carries for 118 yards and three count them three touchdowns. Um, and uh, yeah, like you mentioned, Romeo Dobbs, he went six for six, six catches on six targets uh, for 151 yards and a touchdown. Very impressive performance from the whole Green Bay team. I mean, uh, granted, they did let up 32 points, but a lot of that, I think two of those touchdowns came in the fourth quarter during garbage time where their defense was just kind of playing off uh, off their man and making sure no big plays happened. But um, really, Dallas is in a weird spot, and they just announced that uh, Coach McCarthy is going to be coming back next year. Oh and, my uh, God! Skull emoji laughing. I would have, I would have really thought that Belichick would have gone to the Cowboys just because they have so much talent over there, and uh, it seemed like they were going to move on from McCarthy. But uh, maybe you know that's the Giants in Bell Belichick. Maybe he wouldn't want to take the job with the Cowboys mainly because he has all those roots with the New York Giants. So. Something to think about. But uh, really the story here, Dak Prescott, he threw for 403 yards and three touchdowns. Garbage time, my friends. Yeah, a lot of that was garbage time. He threw two interceptions. One of them was a pick six. and Or both of them were pick sixes or just one? I think it was just the one. Um, and, uh, you know, Tony Pollard, he didn't have a great game. 15 carries for only 56 yards and one touchdown. Um, Dude, for all you fantasy fanatics out there, he was pretty bad. He was like, throughout the whole year, especially like he just he had a, he had a few good games, but no uh, no whoppers. And I consider like whoppers to be like twenty five points of fantasy football. And he, I don't think he cracked twenty five once. So uh, uh, not a great year uh, if you're a Tony Pollard truther. Um, and then they they were able to hold C.D. Lamb, hold him to only one hundred and ten yards, no touchdowns. Again, I think the, garbage time. I'd like to point out a lot of that was in garbage time, and I think most of the game they just made sure that he was in front of them and uh, not able to bust out any big plays. Okay. He still played okay even yeah. before garbage time. I guess the difference is catches yards. More people got involved. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, and the defense uh, really just did not show up. Obviously for Dallas, Micah Parsons was held in check the entire game. I think they were doubling him. Anytime he rushed uh, to the point where like there were, he was just having a lot of plays where he was um, all overconfidence, my dropping, friends. dropping back into coverage um, just so he would have a break of not going up against two guys. And then you mentioned Bland and that's the problem with 
defenses that have really good uh, pick six success during the regular season. Um, you just uh, you don't get that as much in the playoffs. And uh, if you're going to rely on your defense or to make like, big plays like it's that, it's not easy to get. Yeah, it's and, definitely not uh, easy to get. And sometimes, if it's all you do is you're nothing without pick sixes. You're going to get criticized a ton. Yeah, it's a rare thing. So when it happens a lot in the regular season you, and you like you almost expect that it's going to happen in the playoffs, it just doesn't work out, out it doesn't work out like that. So uh tough sledding for Dallas. They'll be back next year. I think they'll be slightly better. I hate to say it. I think they're still going to be good. Oh, uh, you hate to say it. Well, just cuz they had such an underwhelming performance, I guess I just hate to say it just because uh it's I guess it's going against the grain that they're going to be good next I, year. I guess you're trying not to offend the feds or the fan bases. Okay, I understand. Yes, 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 exactly. So good game by Green Bay. They they they, they definitely showed out in uh in Dallas. Lakers Kings 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Wow. You got what you deserved. Yeah. 2004 Pistons should have attended this game with um Aiden Christensen and Ewan McGregor. Mm. Reunion party would have worked. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, looking at the box score here, uh, it was a great game. Um, they score. Um, Detroit was able to score 21 points in the first half, and they only got held to three points in the second half. So that Rams defense really stepped up in the second half, was able to keep a lot of the Lions players in front of them, get them down to third down, and uh, just get them off the field uh, to the point where they were only able to score three points in the entire second half. Uh, the Rams were solid. I mean, I, I thought they played a pretty good game. Um, they had some uh, injury issues to Stafford. His his hand got messed up again. Um, and then he looked like he got concussed. It looked like he went out on one of those hits. Um, uh, but he did a really good job of playing it off and, and uh, being able to get back in the game because they would have had to deal with Carson once if uh, Stafford didn't go back in. So uh, it was a good game from both teams. Um, I guess if I had any complaint, it would be that uh, I guess it could have been a little bit more higher scoring. Uh, I guess the real star of this game was Puka Nakua, who it seemed like nobody can tackle. He was able to even like catching balls between like multiple defenders and then spinning off and picking up extra yardage. Uh, He really, it was a really, uh, uh, show up game for Puka Nakua and a really breakout game. So I'm excited to see what he brings next year. And uh, Detroit, they get to host another uh, home game next week uh, because Dallas got eliminated. So, um, you know, that's going to be exciting. Good for Detroit. Oh, well, good to know. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Rod Smith is better. Moving on. Um, Steelers, Bills. I you still say Will think Smith is better. Rod. Oh, Rod Smith. Okay, here is where I said I was going to talk about seventh seeds. You ready? Let's hear it. Uh, I texted you this. I still think sixteen games need to return. No. You wait. Make week eighteen instead of the seventeenth game per se, like the LABA. Seventh versus tenth seed. Eighth versus ninth seed. Then 8v1, 7v2, 6-3, 5v4. Bengals or Colts maybe give the Bills a fight. Another 0 out of 10. George Pickens has damaged Mike Tomlin also. So basically, let's say this year it would have been um, the 7th seed was the Steelers, 8th Bengals, 9 Jaguars, 10 Colts. 
Steelers play the Colts and the Jaguars play the Bengals, the higher of the winners gets the seventh and eighth seed. NFC, it would have been Packers, Vikings, Saints, Seahawks, Saints, to seven versus 10, eight versus nine, and then go from there. So, you want more playoff teams? Do you want more playoff teams? More the merrier. No. And eight V one, it just sounds so it's it it sounds so it, it sounds like the right way to do a playoff series. Well, What's wrong with eight playoff teams? Um because I guess when you get to that, so that's eight teams per conference, that's sixteen teams. So now half of the teams uh make the playoffs, and I don't know, it just seems uh I don't know. With the NFL that and you're adding more playoff games, which is more strain on these bodies. You don't want to you don't want to overdo um, playoff games in the NFL because it's just going to over uh, oversaturate it. I think so. I think it's a good system because it's seven versus two right now. I think eight versus one might be a little a little too hectic, but seven versus two upsets can happen as we just saw with Green Bay. Well, eight, one the same could happen. You never know. Eight, I mean, it's a one it game is. playoff. Single Anything can happen. One bad day, it's over. No, you're right. And with a one-game playoff, anything can happen. I mean, look at March Madness. You always have a big upsets like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't mind the 7 versus 2. I kind of like the way the system is set up right now. Uh, tell that to the people who think that um, fifth seeds should be higher seeded than that, like, the worst division. The seven-win teams shouldn't even be allowed in the playoffs. Yeah, but now you're getting rid of buys for the... I'm talking games. about this. I'm talking about cancel culture, not myself. Gotcha. But now you're getting rid of buys for the number one team. If you're forcing the number one team to play the eighth seed, you're getting rid of buys. Well, why not? Add a little bit of excitement. 8v1 just sounds so right, and it sounds like eh, a great... You get, it the same, you get the same feel with 7v2. I, I think I think winning your division or winning your conference, you should deserve a buy. I like, I like buys. It gives something player. It gives it gives the best team in each conference something to play for in the final like four weeks. If I've, if you're gonna play week one of the playoffs, no matter what, you're you're just yeah you're not really fighting at the end of the season. You're just happy to make the playoffs. So, anyways, uh, Steelers Bills. That was bad. Yeah. Anything to say? Uh, no. It was a pretty boring game. Um. I'm not a huge Josh. Uh, what the hell's his name? Josh. I was. I almost said Mc, Mc, McDaniel's. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. I'm not a big Josh Allen fan. Uh, uh, dude, we've been doing this podcast for five years, and you still. Oh my. But God. I. But I'll admit he played well. He didn't. Tur- it was weird watching a Buffalo Bills game and seeing disciplined players because uh, it was actually the other team. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who was putting the ball on the ground and uh, fumbling and red zone interceptions and stuff like that. So, um, and they got gifted that fumble along the sidelines because that looked like a clear recovery from Buffalo. Let's just be honest. They suck. They will always suck. Pittsburgh? <sighs> no, the refs. Oh, yeah. Well, the refs, you know, it's it's hard. I, I, I don't like to blame a lot on the refs. Well, they suck. Get over it. Yeah. So it, it was weird to see the Bills so disciplined. And uh, yeah, I think I, I they have the momentum. I think they're the hottest team right now. Um, that's not a one seed, so I could see them making some moves and uh, getting. To, I, I can see them at least in the AFC Championship, especially since they're playing. That'll be a story for later. Somebody. All right, next game. And the last one before we get to the current games: Eagles Buccaneers. Seems like one of those stereotypes in school. 
in like those old 2000s movies. Person is in a not great mood when one bad thing happens in school, whether it be bullying, insult, bad grade, whatever, it worsens from there to the point they just explode. 32 to 9. Jesus Christ, that is bad. Uh, All-American rejects. Never seen you fall so hard. Um, Gives you hell. Great I, song. I saw them in concert uh, last year. Never seen you fall so hard. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty good. Gives you hell. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who still listens to that music, petition to get them to do the halftime show. None of these R-rated pop. Usher? Eh, it could be worse. Yeah, it uh, could be. Uh, Usher and Tyler Cruz. I could work with that. Um, but Buccaneers were more motivated. Uh, I got to look up something about American Rejects. Give give you a review of uh, what happened to the Eagles. The, just no momentum going into the playoffs. I think um, if you asked Eagles fans going into this game, I, th- I don't think their expectations were too high. I think if they won the game, they would have been surprised. So going in, I think Eagles fans kind of accepted that this may be the end of the season, especially when the A.J. Brown news came out that he wasn't going to be playing. Um, that just kind of almost solidified it because now you're going out there with Devonta Smith, who balled out. I thought he had a pretty good game. Uh, Basically cons- the only guy who showed up. Yeah, I mean, eight catches for 148 yards is nothing to sneeze at. Um, so that, I thought that was pretty impressive. And uh, uh, Goddard, he played okay, but, you know, not really. Four for 21 and a touchdown. Uh, but really, the biggest uh, phony out there has to be Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, 25 for 35 for 250 yards and one touchdown. Uh, it was really the safety that determined their fate. Like, they they were only down one touchdown at that time. Um, and when he got that safety, it was pretty much lights out for the rest of the game because uh, you can tell the re- that that team quit at that, at that moment once it became a two-possession game. And... Um, it was just it was just bad news, and they got stopped on the tush push, which you don't see at all with these stupid. Yes, uh, to be fair, Vita Vea is very good. Yeah, absolutely. But I was, you know, that's a good team over there. The Bucks have, and um, I don't want to, you know, say that Philly just played terrible without crediting uh, the Buccaneers with their great play. I mean, Mayfield. 337 yards and three touchdowns. Um, you know the Browns were watching that game like, oh, if only we had Baker Mayfield, we would have made some. We would have been. <laughs> we would have made some noise this year. Um, but you know, Baker's a likable guy. Not only like uh, his public persona or whatever, but you can tell the players like him as well. And I brought this up on a podcast a, a while ago that he has the support from his team. Uh, his team wants to follow him. And uh, he makes Mike Evans look like a stud. So what? What's not to, to be like? Fair, he's always been a stud. Yeah, he, yeah, that's he, fair. He, he can make Ryan Leaf look, make him look like uh, Jerry Rice. Yeah, yeah, and he really did a great job of uh, spreading the ball around. It wasn't just you know we're gonna force feed Mike Evans, even though Mike Evans had a drop or two where he could have made like where he could have eclipsed a hundred yards. But he, I mean, Kate Otten had a good game. Uh, Trey Palmer got got in the end zone. Um, uh, Durham, uh, Moore, all these guys had multiple David catches. Moore, I remember from the Seahawks like five years ago. Oh, I remember. Is that the same Moore? I wasn't sure. Yeah, the same Seahawks from five years ago that looked like a promising third guy. Do you remember his first name? I only see his. I see D Moore. David Moore. Oh, it is David Moore. Okay. Oh my God, dude, we've been oh, doing this for five years. It's okay. And then uh, on top of that, uh, we haven't talked about a kicker yet today, but Chase McLaughlin 
to end the season has been on fire and uh it showed today three for three you went from like journeyman great kicker adam vinatieri to he just might have a future everywhere future home doesn't have to change often yeah three for three uh for field goals with a long of 54 like that's pretty good um so yeah uh tampa bay earned that game not to discredit them but and but obviously philly looked like shit too so that's gonna be a story for the quick speed round gotcha all right so that's all the games from wild card weekend this weekend houston texans baltimore ravens lamar needs to prove there is no such thing as playoff choker one and three isn't the best sign unfortunately cj stroud and D'Amico ryan's are a good thing that is going could mean the oc is going to be the main guy however elsewhere so prediction time the bird out americanizes the symbols i see it as ravens blow or texans barely upset yeah um 4 30 saturday january 20th uh t- kicking off on espn uh or Baltimore, ABC. Ha- or ABC. oh abc i think it's two gotcha that's fair because i know they they want to be on um like the public channels as well not the public the um the cable not the cable cables espn Whatever, like ABC and CBS and NBC. All well, I'm glad to see ABC and ESPN are getting more than just wild card. Yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, Houston's going into Baltimore, nine and a half point dogs. So, um, you know, they seem to think that Baltimore is going to roll this. And the way that Baltimore ended the season, uh, I can totally see why the spread is like this. But I don't know. Houston, not I, what didn't surprise me was the offense. The offense looked really good, but their defense throughout the whole year has been really like solid. Houston and uh, Baltimore has uh, a habit uh, for the past five years since Lamar Jackson has been the ha- the starting quarterback of not necessarily showing up in the uh, in the playoffs. in the playoffs. And uh, it seems like uh, when the game slows down and Lamar has to not only make great plays with his arm and with his legs, but make great decision-making. Uh, it seems like uh, he takes a little bit of a step back. So um, I'm going to take the Houston Texans to go into Baltimore and upset the Lamar Jackson-led Ravens. Um, unless they come out with a great game plan, I can see this defense giving uh, giving Baltimore some problems. And, uh, you know, they have a lot of playmakers on the other side. They just signed Dalv- Dalvin Cook. I don't know how much juice... Dalvin Cook has in the tank, but they did get rid uh, of Melvin. That, to that make... was a, that was a, uh, yeah. He ended up with uh, keep talking. I'm trying to find the stats. Yeah, um, so they 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 just signed him to the active roster and they demoted uh, Melvin Gordon. So if you told me Dalvin Cook is an upgrade 67 over 67 carries, 214 yards behind Brees Hall. Terrible, terrible. Don't get me wrong. He definitely regressed playing for the Jets, but. Um, Maybe he just needs a new home with a good old line because that Jets team was not doing him favors. And that sure. just might be what he need to revive. Yeah, but if you're, you're telling me you're replacing a younger Dalvin Cook with uh, – you're replacing Melvin Gordon with Dalvin Cook at this stage in their careers, I think that's an upgrade. So, um, you know, they're still scary. The Baltimore Ravens are not to be messed with. They have a good run game. The, uh, bu- uh, Gus Bus can get into that end zone anywhere within five yards and – now that you he's such a threat inside the five or the ten, that opens up Lamar Jackson with a play action just to kind of end around it, get it to get in at the edge. So um, it's going to be exciting, but I really think the Houston Texans defense has been underrated throughout the entire season. And if they can show up here, I mean, obviously they were at home last week. 
that's a huge boost for them. But and to go into Baltimore in a playoff atmosphere is going to be very difficult for a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. But I really think they can do it. I, re- I think they can they can go into Baltimore and steal this game. So I'm going to take the Houston Texans to straight up win. Give me Packers, San Francisco 49ers. Jordan Love has to be 2006 Brady MVP levels with ECHL supporting cast. 49ers have a long break, I guess you could say. Nick Bosa won the NFL's Moosin badge. This is either Packers, Tyo Cruz, or 49ers dominate. Prediction time, the gold rush traps the Packers. Yeah, this is the second game of the uh, doubleheader for uh, Divisional Weekend here on uh, Saturday. Uh, this is going to be on Fox this game. And um, same spread, nine and a half. San Francisco favored by nine and a half against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Green Bay, you know, it's obviously very cold in Green Bay. So the fact that they get to go to Dallas, they got to play an indoors game, and now they get to go to San Francisco, not have to deal with any really bad weather. Is it going to be, is it like cold in San Francisco around this time? Do they get snow? What, what do you think? I will look up Santa Clara weather. Thank you. You can keep your analysis. Let me know because the weather, is interesting to me for this game um and you know santa clara weather for saturday 7 p.m 8 p.m it's like 50s 50s so it's not like brutal it's not going to be piercing uh, dude it's norcal not not the minnesota not the kicked one downs yeah yep so um you know unlike baltimore i think green i think uh the 49ers have a few more weapons and i think they um they have that playoff experience of making it to the NFC championship last year. They obviously they lost Brock Purdy in that game and it kind of threw everything for a for a threw everything for a, a twist, I guess. I'm I threw everything I'm trying to whatever. Uh but I think San Francisco is going to take care of business here. Um you know, they're the 7th seed for a reason Green Bay is. Um you know, they still do have their their problems even though they've been very hot for the last 3 or 4 weeks. Um I just think San Francisco has that built-in mentality that they're going to just take care of business and uh, nothing. Uh, divisional game's not going to stand in their way. They're looking at the NFC Championship, and uh, I think they're just going to take care of business. So I'll take San Fran here um, to win just because home field, lesser opponent. Opponent's kind of just happy to be there at this point. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of where I stand. But the one thing that worries me about that is if Green Bay gets a lead – on San Francisco early on. Um, I don't think San, San Francisco's great at playing with a lead and uh, good on feeding off other teams' desperation. Like if they're down, if their opponent's down 10 or 14, they're good at, you know, baiting them into interceptions and uh, forcing turnovers. But if they go down early, if they're down 7 nothing, 7 3, 10 3, or something like that, and they're, they have, they're forced to play from behind, uh, I don't know if I have as much trust in San Francisco if that happens. So, but if they get ahead early, I'm gonna, I'm 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 a full boy, full boy, uh, full blown uh, San Francisco boy. What? Full boy San Francisco blown. What the hell? What, you, what is full that? Full blown San Francisco boy. What are you talking about? If, that, if they get ahead early, San Francisco, they're gonna win. But if they go down early, I don't have full faith that they, they can come back. Soft as that, I don't know what you're saying, dude. It's okay. Our faithful listeners will know. Write to VT if you know what I'm saying. Email VT at VT at gridirongurus.com. What the fuck does that mean? All right, go ahead. Sunday's games. Fuck. 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Detroit Lions. 2004 Pistons reunion party ideas, anyone? Hayden Christensen, Ewan McGregor. This was 11 out of 10 solely because the refs lost. Buccaneers might put up a fight. It's either the Eagles are bad or they might be something. Prediction time, the Lions infest the ships, but at this point, the ships could infest the land of the Lions. Uh, yeah, this is a um, great game, I think. I think this is actually going to be a great game. These guys met in the regular season already this year, and I think Detroit won like 21-10 or something like that. It wasn't like a huge blowout. Six. What is it? 21-6? It is six. So a two-touchdown win pretty much. Um, and uh, I, I expect Detroit can do it again. I think it's going to be a, a close game. Um, I think that uh, Baker can move the ball against this defense. I'm not really sold on the Detroit defense, to be completely honest. And watching... Um, uh, dude, the defense is awful. You didn't know that? Not necessarily. I didn't know that. Not necessarily, no. I don't know the Lions defense is awful. I don't think it's like bottom 10. I think it's like... Middle- Secondary is awful. That we can all agree. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, you're, I'll, I'll the take cornerbacks and the safeties not named CJ Gardner Johnson. They're giving up big plays. A lot of yards. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and you know what? Tampa Bay can definitely um, take advantage of that. So I think this is going to be a much closer game um, than people think. Uh, right now, Detroit's a six and a half point favorite. So people think they're going to win by seven. I don't know if I would trust that. Uh, Baker has proven that he can huck the ball. Uh, and if he and if Mike Evans is having one of those games where he's not dropping the ball two or three times, then it's going to, you know, Tampa Bay can get up ahead. And just to speak on the weather real quick for Tampa Bay, obviously they won their division, so they got to host a game in Tampa Bay, so that's great weather. So instead of, you know, having to even go to San Francisco or even go to, um, you know, you know, you look at um, you look at Miami who lost the division, they had to go to Kansas City and play in like, dog shit weather tampa bay gets to go to detroit and play inside of a dome so you know weather's not really affecting uh tampa bay buccaneers at all these first two games so i think tampa bay is going to be balling and i think i i honestly i think tampa bay might i think tampa bay is going to win to be honest and that that that, that, ro- that roster is loaded a second time yeah the roster's loaded i just think uh if baker can uh, restrict himself from throwing, putting the ball on the ground or throwing bad interceptions, then I think this is going to be a game that comes down to a field goal. So we'll see what happens. And uh, you, what were you saying about the Dolphins playing in dog shit weather? You mean unique, awesome weather? I don't want to hear it. it well, was, it... I mean, if they won, think about it like this. If they won that last game against the Bills, they would have hosted the game against the Steelers. It's not about the Dolphins. I'm talking about the weather in Kansas City. I think it was great. To all the thrust bites, though, I hope you make it through. Yeah, really. of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a problem with the weather in Kansas City. It's cold, very cold. Buffalo, yeah, not- Buffalo. I was actually in support of them postponing the game just because you know it's Dude, not so much about the players. They're going to say that they rigged it for Josh Allen because they think he's a favor boy. Oh, he's going to get all the calls. First of all, that's those types of weather to drive in is not safe. That's the thing. It's more about and public safety. The thing safety. is, the Bills won convincingly, and yeah, there were some missed calls, but really, the Steelers got calls. I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm, both I'm ways. Gonna let you fight I don't this, think so. there was much favoritism, to be honest. It just is what it is. Okay, and now for the best game: Kansas City Chiefs Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Snow, starring um, Josh Christensen. <laughs> 
You were the chosen one. <laughs> I'm sorry, Terry, that uh, I'm not a Lex actor. Definitely I'm not. Sorry. Uh, who do you think you would be? Um, I hate you. Yeah, I'd be you and you and Samaris. Oh, I like it. Anakin's my favorite character. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, this should be a good one. The Chiefs can play in all conditions to find a way to win. Freezing, warm, semi-warm, cold, but not freezing, mild. They find ways. Bills played great, uh, but. Stefan Diggs, not too good. This team is good, though. This sh- prediction time, the Chiefs will be third times the playoffs. They're going to win? Do you, not, do you not get the wording? The third string? Third times the playoffs. Third times the playoffs. Because they already have 20-20-21. <laughs> Thanks, Whitfield. And... Uh, 42 36 13 seconds so and now it's a third time so i think it's gonna be third time the chiefs will get it okay yeah this guy doesn't get my wording i didn't not not that one um so i'm gonna go with the bills here again i think that they're gonna win i think they're going to the afc championship this year though they're hot they're feeling themselves granted their offense doesn't even look that good Uh, dude you gotta you gotta reword that you can't get r-rated on this what'd i say feeling themselves ah true um, so yeah, right now they're two and a half point favorites. This game kicks off at six thirty on Sunday on CBS. CBS. Huh? CBS. CBS. And um Buffalo, yeah. I mean, I just think that they're the hotter team right now. I think Kansas City just has too many problems on offense to really make a lot of noise. They moved the ball pretty convincingly. They did. Yeah. Twenty three for forty one on Mahomes isn't great, but look at the weather you're playing in. I know. That cold well, can freeze anything. Well, it's going to be in Buffalo, so I mean the weather's not going to be much so you better. Think it's the home advantage, or you think it's also history will repeat itself like uh, the Mahomes meltdown? Don't think we haven't forgot about that. Yeah, people. yeah. You uh, if you take a shot um, every time they're going to show that stupid replay of that lateral and Kadarius Tony being offside. Are you annoyed by that whole fiasco, or are you just laughing like the skull emoji? Um, I'm just I'm over it. I guess like it it, it happens, and I'm just. Are you laughing on. about it or just like shut the fuck up, get over it? Yeah, I guess a little bit of both. It's just like who cares? It's it was it was a and was yes, a, it was an obvious penalty. It was it was. If it was an egregious call, I can understand. But Mahomes, you're better than that, dude. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna take the Bills. I think they're gonna break this curse that Kansas City's had on them. For the last couple of years, I, I think Cincinnati beat um, the Bills last year, but, you know, they're trying to get over that hump. I think they get to the AFC championship. And uh, if it's if it's following my predictions and they get home field advantage against the Houston Texans, then they're they're set up to uh, they're set up to win the get to the Super Bowl. So um, we'll see what happens. But that's my prediction. Who knows what's going to happen to go off of last week, ranking the games this weekend. Yeah. Texans Ravens five out of ten could easily be a blowout, but if it's close, I can give it a nine perhaps. I'll give it a six out of ten. Packers 49ers. I wrote three out of ten on the script, but I'm giving it a one out of ten because yeah, it could turn ugly. It could, but after that exciting Green Bay performance last year, I know, uh, dude, last week Cowboys are not that good. Yeah, I mean, you, it's hard. You know, they've. You can say that now, but would you have said that before the game? Probably not. 
Um, so yeah, I'll give this like a. I'm excited. I, I, you know what my favorite part about Green Bay successes is it's shitting on Aaron Rodgers, and um, it's it's. And you know what my favorite part of their successes? They actually rebuilt the right way. They did absolutely. They, they drafted a guy. They don't cry about it. Uh-huh. They don't retire over one bad year. They said, all right, you know what? We're on to the next man. And it actually fucking worked. What, what? And they don't give in the stupid trade proposals. Yeah. That's going to be a story for later. Yeah. And what's good about the Jordan Love story is, um, you know, he got to play. He, he got to be on the bench for like three years, four years before actually getting the starting well, sometimes job. Sometimes there's a reason people sit behind, you know. Well, no, but it, 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 it's only beneficial for the player because you, you're learning so much. You're watching defenses. You're learning defenses from the sideline. So, yeah, when you get in, you're still going to have to adjust to the you're still going to have to adjust to the game speed and all of this. But, I mean, you've learned so much playing behind Aaron Rodgers for the last couple of years that like imagine if Baker Mayfield got to play behind, you know, somebody for two years before becoming the starter. People, you know. That can play right away and still look good, yeah, great. CJ Stroud, I agree. Great. I agree. But it's not for everyone. I agree. I agree. I just think with young players like that coming straight out of college, even one year playing behind somebody is like beneficial instead of getting thrown right in. So uh, and learning on the fly. But that's just my two cents. But yeah, the fact that they're shitting on Aaron Rodgers and this guy was able to come out and win a playoff game his first time well, again, on the road. That the Packers are saying. They have their own island of join the bandwagon, not Jimmy Kimmel's dumb accusation with Aaron Rodgers or we won't use his name because I don't want to get the feds. J.E. Yes. Yeah, that was a little dark joke, don't you think? Not really. It was just it was in the news. So uh, you get the joke is that Aaron Rodgers makes that dumb accusation. And now everyone hates him because I feel like everyone hates him because of that dumb accusation he made about Jimmy Kimmel being on. The list. Yeah, yeah. The the cult list. I don't know if it's a cult list or just whatever, but it's a, it the was Packers a, it, have their own island of join the bandwagon. The, the it's the Jordan Love list. The Jordan Love Island. Oh, oh my Jordan, god. Jordan Love I Island. Know, I don't know who has worse jokes between us two. Jordan because there's a show called Love Island, so this is Jordan Love Island. Oh my god, this and, is dumb shows. And the green and the uh, the whole roster no, no, no. we don't we don't have to talk about these dating shows, they're so so poor the whole Green Bay Packers roster is on the flight logs. Um, can we do a quick uh survey? Can we? Yeah, okay, sure. Who has the worst jokes between us two? Write it down in the comment. Can we do a Google form or public survey? I don't on, think uh, so. I don't know how many people we got listening. Well, in general, who has worse jokes, me or you? I thought mine was pretty good, pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad that they're winning games. Thoughts on Aaron Rodgers nowadays after like everything we've talked about, everything that's transpired. Uh, what do we think about him? I th- he's a weirdo. What do you think about him? Weird guy. I thought you were gonna say fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean that's my nice way of saying it, but I just don't really like him. He, you know, even with the Achilles injury, he was talking about coming back at the end of the year, and it's that's just like just ludicrous. Yeah, I know, and that's just like him wanting to stay in like the, you know, the 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 headlines or whatever. He's just like a drama queen with uh, All the COVID stuff. His family hates him, and he's just weird. The COVID stuff. Yeah, and he just the way he speaks about it, it's like, yeah, you're not vaccinated. Cool, like who cares? Uh, dude, you're the only one who cares. Yeah, there's, it's it's one thing to be, what you want to do, keep the public safe, but the way you go about it, making it outspoken. 
your family allegedly hates you as far as I know. Then you make the dumbest accusation that probably is the Jimmy Kimmel stuff false, what he said? Is it assured that Jimmy Kimmel isn't on that list? He wasn't. No, it was just like a random thing. He didn't like that Jimmy like probably made some jokes about him like a year before. Okay, so. what's the story behind why Rogers even said that to begin with? Was it just out of context or was there a story behind it? I've no, never got it was kind of out of context. They were talking about it on the Pat McAfee show and he just said something. Why like... even bring up something like that on the McAfee show? It's meant to be a sports show, well, not a... Well, it, it, it blends sports with comedy, so he thought he was being funny, is my guess. Oh, that's funny. M making light of that problematic of a person? You would yeah. think he would have apologized the next time he went you on, but he, like, doubled down. Are, like, like Aaron Rodgers nowadays, or it's like, bye-bye, bitch. I can't imagine many people like him, because you got to think most Green Bay, Green Bay Packers fans don't like him anymore. And then... Oh, well, just because how great love is, or just because of his bullshit he's yeah, been saying his bullshit and him leaving under the, like the way he did well the thing is the way he like went about i'm the gm we're bringing in former packers to new york yeah and they bring in no good supporting cast whatsoever well they brought randall cobb so you know dude this is not 2014 yeah no shit the thing is is that that they brought all those former teammates who sucked instead of bringing in actual talent true uh, I gave the Green Bay-San Francisco game a 6 out of 10. Buccaneers-Lions, 5 out of 10. This is the only non-Chiefs-Bills that may end up being a great game, which is ironic. Something about Detroit's atmosphere, it's it, 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 um, it, my, my number just goes up with it, so I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. Just, I don't know, just seeing everyone in Detroit be so happy, I can't help it. It's infectious. Let me tell you one thing. A fan base that gets behind you, loves you, doesn't quit. Take fucking notes. Another thing, when I saw Calvin Johnson, Eminem at the event, and Barry Sanders, also Big Sean was at the event, I kind of cried a little. It's pretty cool. Good for them. <sighs> Chiefs Bills. Nine out of ten. Could be great. Could be a snooze fest. I imagine it'll be a great game. Not everything's perfect, you know. There's always got to be a little bit of a point taken off the board. So, But I think nine out of ten is a fine grade. I think that's fair. Uh, I'll, I'll probably put this around an 8 out of 10. I don't know what the weather's going to be in Buffalo. I, I imagine it's going to be terrible. Uh, oh, yeah. I keep talking. I'll look up Buffalo weather for Sunday. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, Buffalo. Um, yeah, it's just gonna, I think it's going to be a good game. 8 out of 10. These guys have met a couple times in the playoffs. and uh, Sunday, it's be nuts. 6 p.m. Sunday, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. because it's every three hours I can on Google. Mm -hmm. I could do hourly, but I'm not no, going to. No, no, no. Just give us a ballpark. 24-23. Okay. Yeah, so it's gonna so be it says mostly cloudy, but knowing predictable, it's gonna be a lot of steam and cold smoke. Yeah, it's gonna be it's at night too, so you know the, the wind chill it's cold out there. The wind chill is gonna be a little bit tough too, so it might feel closer to like five degrees. So yeah, you know, that's a, that's an eight out of ten. Uh, you know, just for the rivalry these guys have had for the last couple of years. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. I like it. Only 13 seconds, deals and absolutes. <laughs> okay, again, I don't know who has worse jokes between us. Before the Belichick special, only two aftermath questions because it's a Belichick special. Two-part question. One, Nick Sirianni, should he be gone? Yeah, I think so, mainly because he seemed to have lost the locker room towards the end of the season. Um, I know a lot of players... You remember that time against the Chiefs when he... Like, he trash the fan base when he left the locker room after that monday night game 
he said, uh, okay, keep talking. I'm going to try and find out what he said exactly. You know, with Sirianni, I, I don't want to say fire him. You know what? Hey, hey, I don't want to hear expletive anymore. Chiefs fans. See ya. That's what he said. I'm trying to look up online what he exactly said to them when he left the stadium and the overconfidence. You underestimate my power. Yeah, that defense sucked, and I don't know if oh, yeah, it was... and they hired Matt Patricia, too. Yeah, so I don't know <laughs> if that was his call to hire Matt Patricia or if it was... Well, do it anyways! ...a GM or whatever, but it was a bad call because they got their defense got Well, why worse. would you do it anyways? I mean, he led the Patriots' defense to a Super Bowl, so Yeah, I'm pretty know. sure Braden Belichick made him something. That's fair. That's fair, too. Uh, I remember he used to have the pencil in his ear. Everyone used to love him here. Um... But yeah, I it's it's tough. I I said fire him, but I don't see a problem with giving him one more year because at the end of the day, who's out there? First of all, why are they? Why would they want to fire him? Is it just because he lost the locker room? He's incompetent. He looks like he's lost it. It's hard to figure out. It's hard to have a pulse on what's happening. But like you know, the vibes were so good when they were ten and one, and then to just say yeah, the get- also accuse them of rarely winning convincingly. Bad teams, good teams. I don't know. Refs, tush push. You're nothing without it. They also think that when you lose to Johnny Sins, carried by Brees Hall, Jets. Mm-hmm. You get my joke, do you? Yeah, because he's bald. Uh, Zach Wilson. No. Oh, I thought you meant the Robert Sala. No, Zach Wilson because of the, the mom thing. Yeah. So I have to make. I, I'm sorry, I had to get a little already. If you can't beat Zach Wilson, also not to mention they turned it over a bunch against the Jets defense. That's that's a little problematic. Yeah. I get that good teams can lose to bad teams, but sometimes it doesn't always work like that. I think we let Nick Sirianni get one more year, and if it starts off terrible, if you start the season like two and seven, then you you part you part ways then. In part two, are the Eagles on the decline? You see it as like uh, it gets worse from here and they end up bad next year. And it's like it was a one time thing. You had your one chance. It's over. Or you think they're going to be as good as new next year? It's tough to say because they had such a good start to the season this year. Um, and they still have so much talent across the roster. Um, it really comes down you know, to now there's there's rumors going on that A.J. Brown, Arthur Juan Brown, senior. Bye bye, bitch. You think they're going to trade him, or is he going to leave? Oh, please. I love chaos. Now there's rumors going on that he might get traded. Yeah. Well, if you still have him, and you're still very talented. Jalen Hurts just looked. I mean, did he have a broken finger or something in that game? He's been just getting a lot of these bang-ups. Yeah. Late this season, there's just a lot of, like, he's on the Hurt Report from VT or Adam Schefter. I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know if they're on the decline. You have to go into next season. And to really read that decline, it's just because of like, you know how Patriots could be a good uh, blueprint for this. A supposed team loses in heartbreaking fashion. This could be for Patriots or anyone. And then they're just never the same. Once a year, they lose and then it just gets worse from there. And then they're, they're never good again. Yeah. One that of the things, be- one of the things that's a lot of people don't talk about is that after last season, um, in the Super Bowl, they lost both of their coordinators, their offensive and their defensive coordinator. So it is tough to... Tyken looks good. Jonathan Gannon actually looks okay. Right. And they ended up replacing him with Matt Patricia and the worst people. That secondary looked 
Awful. 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 Teams were scoring on them at will. And you know the whole, you know Jalen Carter, right? The defensive tackle? I think so. They were hyping him up. There was accusations from all over the NFL of, why did you let the Eagles get him? He might be the next, um, uh, I don't know, Richard Seymour, Chris Jones. I don't know. They thought that with how great Jalen Carter was, like he'd be the next like, 10, 12, 15, 20 sacks guy. And the thing is, he really didn't do much in Philadelphia. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with him too much. And it's like the teams that did from pass Georgia? him on. The teams that did pass him on, maybe they were right after all. Yeah, yeah. And uh, AJ Brown, I hope he gets traded because I just like chaos. Yeah, that's fair. So I think Eagles will make it back, but they definitely won't be an easy task. They're it, not as unbeatable as people think. I think we'll have a lot of these questions answered after the first like four games next season. <sighs> Question two before the Belichick special from one to eight or in four tiers. What is your who do you want to win the Super Bowl for the eight teams remaining? Oh, do you want all eight teams, just top to bottom? One to eight or in four tiers. Um, Let's see. I mean, I'll put Detroit at number one. I'll put San Fran at two. I'll put Baltimore at three. I don't mind Baltimore. Uh, I'll put Houston at four. I'll put Green Bay at five. I'll put Kansas City at eight. I'll put Buffalo at seven. And whoever I'm forgetting, Tampa Bay, I'll throw I'll throw them between at like why, six. Why one? Why is that your uh, order? I just I just like to know. Um, Kansas City has had success, and I just don't want them to continue having success. So I have them at eight. Uh, Buffalo, they're a division rival. Uh, it wouldn't like ruin my week if they ended up winning. I don't like Josh Allen, so maybe that's why I have him at seven. Um, Tampa Bay, they just won a few years ago, so I put them at six. Um, five for Green Bay. Um, I don't know. Just uh, I don't, realistically, I just don't think they're gonna win. And then you know the rest were whatever. Houston's fine. Baltimore's fine. San Francisco would be fine. I don't know. And then Detroit would be a great story. Tier one, meaning I'm on their bandwagon. Since they've never won before, Texans and Lions okay. never been a Super Bowl. We society gets that. Yep, I can work with that. Tier two have won before, but if they won it, I can work with that. Ravens, Packers, and Buccaneers, they have won before, but they win, I can get behind it. Love watching Lamar. Packers are in the smallest of markets, not to mention that everyone to Ellie Rumors are the worst. And Bucks, and they have fans and actually rebuilt right after Brady left. At least Todd Bulls, say what you want about him. He never showed signs of leaving after over one bad year or bad time. Cole Strange ought to be here. Baker Mayfield memes would be something. Tier three, I'd want to root for you, but problematic if I do. Bills and then Chiefs, I'd like to think the Bills winning would be a they deserve it for being there in the worst of times moment. Being a Pats fan is why I have to put them lower. I'd want to put them higher. I will say it, Terry, between Jets, Dolphins, and Bills, the Bills are the only of them that winning a Super Bowl wouldn't anger me. They seem like the only sane ones, doesn't make dumb trade proposals, and the fact they willingly go to these extreme sub-zero snow games when we nonstop, as a society, have to listen to... Dumb trading proposals. I will say it. A lot of supposed rivalries like Packers, Bears, Canadians, Bruins, they need to stop being seen as rivalries. The whole forcing your way to, we're not going to say, trend is going to last forever. Chiefs, I mean, they have won recently. Same as the Bills. It could be problematic. Strike one, the Swift stuff. Strike two, the toxicity. And strike three, the Brady comparisons. Mm -hmm. Tier four, 
bad message is sent if when, but it could be worse. 49ers, it sort of combines, I might be deranged, but also at the same time, trading up three first-round picks in a draft for QB not on the team, probable bust, that should likely ruin a team. Then somehow Brock Purdy ends up not awful, while gaslighting people into thinking he's his own class that everyone else sucks. Purdy stands are the worst, among the worst. So now let's get, yeah, that's my uh, stance. Nice, I like it. What do you think of my uh, four tiers and uh? Yeah, what do you think? Eh, solid. You know, it's all personal opinion at this point. Like we can all. Are choose. you like uh think uh questioning me or like what the hell, dude? No, no, it all makes sense. I mean, I I, I think any sane person's gonna have the Lions in their top three. Uh, Houston's a likable team, they, and they're kind of like Patriots Junior, or they have been. They're kind of like better. They're much better than us now. But sometimes I really think that they should just hire Nick Casario. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I totally Instead understand where you're check, who, Oh my god. Yeah. And um, so now let's get to the sad part. The special episode for Bill Belichick. This is going to be the history of how he, of how he got there, and uh, what remains to be seen. So Bell, Bill, William Stephen Belichick, his NFL affiliations go way back to 1975. Just a random fun fact, Harry. Wow. The history of how he got the Patriots job, I'm not going to go through his, his like defensive coordinator history because that's too much to talk about. I'm going to say January 4th, 2000. I was a barely a month old when the longtime head coach for the New, Eng- New York Jets, Bill Parcells, left. Bill Belichick was agreed upon as a successor, but then out of the blue, he decided with the famous words, I resign as head coach of the New York Jets. 23 days later, he was introduced as the rival New England Patriots head coach. And it got the Jets uh, picks in return. Between 2001 and 2018, there was the random out of nowhere emergence of Tom Brady, 2,699th pick, six Super Bowls, Lakers, Panthers, Eagles, Seahawks, Falcons, and Lakers again. Despite never destroying any of them, it always had to be a last second miracle. From heartbreaking losses, team drama, there were many highs and lows throughout this time period. Turns out he also had really disturbing scandals. From Spygate, where the team was said to have videotaped other teams' coaches' signals, where it turns out it could have dated back to 2001. Deflategate happened, where Tom Brady might have been behind the flight of footballs during the Colts Patriots Asia Championship game in January 2015, 45-7. This led to picks, fines, and Brady suspended four games. People, aka salty assholes who should have listened to Obi-Wan, think the NFL rigged games to be sure Patriots could be something. Lakers, Saints, and Sacramento, my friends. His history of sometimes facing other teams could be there. It was a successful time. Um, I'll get there after uh, how it all fell apart. I could have done like an entire montage highlight reel, but there'd be a lot to talk about. You get me, Terry? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. How did it fall apart, people? Drafting uh, Nikhil Harry when Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, who wanted to be there, by the way, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin are right there. Gronkowski's retirement to go with the way it was all handled in the aftermath, giving up a second for Mohamed Sanu. Another world's weird scandal where the Bengals were angry. Um, bad drafting from Dominique Easley, Jordan Richards, Malcolm Brown, Isaiah Wynn, Nikhil Harry, Mac Jones, a bunch of never getting second contracts because one of the cliches or trends of good drafting, bad drafting is do they get a second contract, fifth year option, whatever? Or they just let them go, or they were t- they're they're out of the league just like that. 
I hope Cole Strange is something. Go fuck yourself, Sean McVay. Cried over one bad year. Go keep writing your dumb trade proposals. Since Brady left, 12-4, and four, losing to the Tennessee Titans. 7-9 and nine with a broken-down Cam Newton. 10-7 and seven with Mac Jones, beating up on the worst teams with a playoffs wildcard loss. 47-17, not good. 7-10 and 10 and 4-13. And, and lastly, not bothering to get with the times. The past happy league, over-reliance on defense, which isn't really as much as it used to be. The past happy league, we kind of had to get with the times, you know. This sort of goes back to the 2000s where he could win with Troy Brown, David Patton, Dion Branch, David Givens, Julian Edelman, Brandon LaFell, Danny Mandola, Chris Hogan. Nowadays, that wouldn't be possible. What's the trend? They're not Hall of Fame caliber. Rache Caldwell, rest in peace, was the number one receiver in 2006, the year before Moss Welker Stallworth joined. He just couldn't adapt to that, they say. Lastly, so overall, 226. 266, 121 is a good record, but it isn't good when mostly Brady was there. The GM version lasted way too long. Let's hope Gerard Mayo is something. Bill Belichick, take your pick where he ends up. I hope wide receivers are actually prioritized for once, something that has never bothered. It's like 31 teams have at least one good receiver. Then there's the Patriots with little impact, if any at all. Anything I missed out on that we should talk about? No, that was a pretty good uh, rundown of uh, Sir Bill's uh, career uh, over here in New England. It's, uh, you know, time has come. They had a a mutual parting of ways, apparently. No one got fired. But, I mean, I'm sure somebody would have got fired if there was some pushback. So, um, it's you know, it's the right time. We, We lost Brady a few years ago. It's only right that we lose Belichick. And, uh, it just sucks. Uh, that sucks. It's just the right time. And, uh... You know, uh, with the rehiring of uh, now Gerard Mayo, uh, not a huge fan of it. Not sure how it's going to turn out. Anyone who's on the Bill Belichick coaching tree usually All doesn't work out. Nepotism. If D'Amico Ryan's the old Texan and CJ Stroud could work out, then imagine with Gerard Mayo. Yeah, never know. Maybe there's a good chance Patriots in the draft get their version of CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's in. Yeah, I'm just hopium. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm I'm down to give Gerard Mayo a year and see what the situation is, but you know, I'm not like super uh into the whole thing. So we'll see. Who would who would be your first choice to be a head coach for the Patriots? I don't know. Yeah. Would you want Vrabel? Vrabel over Mayo? I mean, if it doesn't work, I don't know. Vrabel, Mayo, or Ben Johnson, the Lions OC, mm-hmm. whatever there is. Um, where do you think Bill ends up? I think it's going to be the Falcons. Yeah, there was talk today. Today's, uh, January 18th, Thursday. Uh, there was talk this morning about him having a second meeting with, uh, more of the Falcons staff. He had a one-on-one with, uh, Arthur Blank, the owner, I guess, last time. So was the meeting blank or was it, uh, any good? I don't know. No, no, dumb jokes. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll forgive you. And, uh, yeah, I guess the word that they were using is ramping up. Um, him going to the Falcons is oh, ramping um, up. So we'll see. It's, uh, to me, that seems like a weird choice uh, just because they don't really have a quarterback in place. They don't really have, like, that much in place. I know they have Bijan Robinson, but, like, Bill's never been a workhorse running back kind of guy. Um, and, you know, they have Drake London. They have Kyle Pitts. I'm not sure how their offensive line is or their defense. I'm not going to lie. I can just name their, like, offensive 
best players or whatever. I but... guess that's kind of the cliche because if it's not fantasy, then we don't know about it. I know, I know, and that's unfortunate, but it's what you get for listening to this podcast. Um, they do draft a quarterback, trade up, Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson. It could go either way. Yeah, I could see them. I, I My guess is they have a plan for quarterback going into next season. Russell Wilson jumps to the top of the line there, oddly enough. Um, and I think Bill would be a good head coach to kind of rein uh, uh, Wilson into being more of a likable guy in the locker room because it seemed like no one really liked him last year in the, in the Broncos the last two years. So uh, if, he, if Bill can get people to accept uh, Russ, then I think uh, that would be a good place for, for Russ to go and uh, finish off his career. A oh, um, couple things before we end it here. What do you think the legacy of Belichick on the Patriots is after everything that's happened? Oh, greatest, ho- greatest head coach of all time. I mean, there's no real way to dispute it. He just wants to go and get his uh, world, his record for um, head coach wins, and he won't be. It'll take not a- bother you like recently, ever since Brady left. I'm just as feared. Oh, like his record without Brady, like uh, as a head coach. I I hate those whole trolls on the internet, but it's it's kind of worrisome, dude. Yeah, no, it's fair, and uh, I, 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 you, it's, it's, you have to look at those numbers and be slightly affected by them, and just be like, oh, that's pretty. If you're not like even like slightly fascinated by those numbers, then like you're kind of just too deep in the Belichick uh, foxhole. So, um, you know, you just have to just deal with it. And um, he's, I, I think a good change of scenery will be good. They just need to make sure they have a quarterback because Desmond Ritter ain't it. Well, um, well, Patriots, do you think there's any good right now with, with Draw Mayo as the new guy? Do you think there's any light with this Pats team where it's going to be like end of Revenge of the Sith where it's just all darkness? Um, It's tough to say. Um, We have the third pick in the draft. Um, We don't have – I guess we're not going to hire a GM until after the draft or something like that, which seems a little backwards. How does but that even happen? I don't know. I guess they want to give – Mayo as the GM? I guess they want to give Mayo a draft and see what he can do. It seems like a bad idea. I, it seems like it, Coach, but – GMs, I just don't know if they ever work. You have to kind of work your way up to it. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if it's right to just be given to you. Like, it seems to be done with Gerard Mayo. But, um, like, with Bill, it made sense because he had – you know, a, a track well, record. It got worse after a while. It did. It did. I mean, he lost his touch for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it, you know, third pick in the draft. I don't know if we're going to move up. I don't know what's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised. But if real quick, if you're the Bears, like I was thinking about this today and I'm like, how fun would it be to be the Bears right now? Just because you have the first pick you have, I think, like you have another um, top. You know who's still there, right? Eberflus. Yeah, that that alone ruins everything. I know. But what's cool is they have that number one pick and then they have another pick inside the top 10, like even like six or seven. I don't know where they are in the uh, on the draft board. Oh, where do you send Justin Fields? And, uh... Uh, you know what? If it's me, I keep Justin Fields. I trade down. Oh. I trade down. Um, I let whoever I let Washington. I let the Patriots. I let whoever. Oh. Uh Go and get thing is these quarterbacks. All right, Terry, I'm going to follow your ideology. Quarterbacks aren't a sure thing. No, I'm not saying I'm sorry about your impression, but I can't do a good impression of you. But like quarterbacks are no sure thing. Yeah. But like, so what you want to trade down on Justin Fields and go get another quarterback? 
Like that, you just said quarterbacks aren't a sure thing. Or you want to Justin Fields isn't a sure thing either. No, he's not. But at least he's got a few years under his belt. At least like with a few years, you in this league, in the world of sports, you get very few years and and you haven't gotten much better. I thought he looked pretty good when he came back from his injury and pre-injury. He looked okay. So what if I were if I was the Browns GM? I'm sorry, the Bears GM. I'm trading down and I'm going down to like four, three, four, five, whatever. Um, Who gets Caleb then first or Marvin? I don't know. Whoever, whoever wants him, they, they're going to trade up for him. So they're going to trade down and go get like the third or the fourth pick. They still have their other pick inside the top 10. With that, you get an offensive lineman. You get Marvin Harrison. You get, uh, I don't know how their defense is. So I Marvin was thinking, Harrison's probably going to be in the top four, dude. Yeah. So you take him with the first, you take him with not the first pick, but the pick that you trade down with. So you end up trading down to like three with the Patriots. Then you take Marvin top Harrison at three. The top five. Bears, Senators, Patriots, Cardinals, and the fifth, fifth, Chargers. So Chargers aren't going to trade up. Arizona's not probably going to keep going with Kyler Murray. Arizona's not going to trade up. Yeah. So uh, it's down between the Patriots and the Commanders to trade up. And, you know, you get some extra draft pick capital. Uh, you get an extra first rounder the next year, most likely, maybe two. And uh, I mean, it worked out with um, the the Panthers making that trade with the Panthers. Maybe you can strike gold again, um, and maybe you know, getting a quarterback. In his... Some teams. Well, first of all, the Panthers are not very well managed, and they kind of messed it up. They probably knew they weren't going to go anywhere. I don't know. I guess some teams probably won't want to give in. I'm not sure. I'm just saying. I think it's more beneficial to. Get a few more first round draft picks. Let it ride with um, Justin Fields, uh, a good offensive. Uh, get it, get a guy for the offensive line. Maybe get Marvin Harrison, and then in free agency, fill out that defense. Get Saquon Barkley, and we baby we cooking. Your obsession with Saquon to Chicago, I kind of. I know it. it's kind of cool, huh? So uh, I, I guess we'll try to be ready for. The AFC, the AFC and AFC Championship game next week. Thank I guess you, people. so. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to uh, Gridiron Gurus. I don't think we ever say the name of the show when we actually start the podcast. Uh, it's a little cliche of a name, I guess. It's insanely cliche. So maybe we'll come up with a new name, but for now, it's fine. It's not gonna. It's not a good idea. Uh, my my brother got me the name and the sound to go with this, and yeah, it's gonna turn into like a. It's going to turn into Sean Watson contract of what are we doing? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll brainstorm. We'll get a new one. Well, then again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. True, true. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.